hello you guys happy almost 2024 if you're listening to this when it comes out or happy 2024 if you are listening to it after the fact i know that this is such a cliche thing to say but i genuinely cannot believe that it's 2024 i just feel like time is going so fast and i was watching a TikTok earlier that was talking about 2015. It was one of those, I miss the rage TikToks, if you know the trend I'm discussing. And I was realizing that 2015 was nine years ago. How is that possible? I just can't wrap my head around that. And I was actually thinking about trend cycles over the year as I was going through this episode, and I have some thoughts tied to that era of time that are going to relate to the trends I'm going to share in this episode. So I'm so excited to dive into this. Selfishly, I love doing these trend prediction episodes, and in this particular podcast, we're going to go through my 2023 predictions rapid fire and tell you which ones I got right, which ones I got wrong, and which ones were kind of in between. And I feel like you'll see with those that there were actually a fair amount that were spot on, but I feel like I played it a little safe. And this year, we're just going more balls to the wall. You know, I didn't play it safe. And uh, we have some really fun 2024 predictions in areas of fitness, food, general wellness, all of that type of stuff. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. I got a little ahead of myself, so let me take a step back and introduce myself if you are new here. My name is Mallory Page, and I am the host and creator of the Seems Like Diet Culture podcast. As a dietitian that believes in a non-diet way of living, I wanted to create this podcast to discuss wellness and health and nutrition and fitness and current events from a non-diet perspective because so much of the information we encounter around these topics is very diet culture oriented and I always feel it's really useful when making a decision about something or formulating a viewpoint to have multiple different perspectives and I always hope that that's what you can bring away from the podcast. Whether it be just a really fun episode like this one or a more serious episode where we really dive into some more you know, volatile, volatile is not the right word, but just touchy subjects. Guys, also, I'm getting into my feels because I don't remember if I've announced this on the podcast or not, but we are moving, my partner and I, from Austin, Texas to Denver in just a couple of days from when I'm recording this. It's December 28th. And actually, that's the day we'll be leaving now that I think about it. So this exact day that this episode is being released. And so there's just so many feelings I'm having. This is my last time in my little closet recording studio. And this is every every single episode has been recorded in this place. But I'm excited for something new and for everything that the year is going to bring, including potentially some of these trends. So let's first start off going through my 2023 trend predictions. Here is the rapid fire list. Sober Curious Lifestyle, Dairy and Red Meat, Natural Health Trends, Natural Beauty, Skinny Heroin Chic, Capsule Timeless Wardrobes, Gut Grain Connection, Ayurvedic Medicine, and More Rest, Less Intensity with Exercise, but also with anything. Guys, I feel like I was pretty spot on with a lot of these. 
Some of the ones that I really feel like are spot on is the Sober Curious lifestyle. I feel like we saw such an increase in mocktails and people drinking less, not only within people's homes, so making mocktails, but even out at restaurants. I know here in Austin, Texas, I've seen a lot of restaurants this year incorporate non-alcoholic spirits and have a mocktail list which I think is great. And I honestly think this is going to continue even more so into 2024 and expand more and more. The second one I feel like I got spot on was dairy and red meat, except I didn't predict it to be as extreme as it is. If you had told me that raw milk and complete carnivore diets were going to be taking over the internet like they are now, I would definitely tell you that you were lying. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't tell you you're lying because I can believe it. But yeah, I mean, at this point, I just thought that cow's milk was going to kind of make a comeback. But I really feel like people are fully embracing this now. And I think the thing that's just wild about it is how big of a shift there was in wellness messaging from so anti-dairy and so anti-red meat to so pro-red meat and so pro-dairy. Just fascinating. Natural beauty is another one I feel like that was spot on is just the whole kind of removing lip filler, getting facial, doing facial gua sha, a mass transition from blonde to brunette is one of the things I said, and that was such a huge part of this year. I feel like there were so many people transitioning. I also think this is related to our economy, and so people spending less money going back to their natural hair colors because it's less expensive. I feel like skinny and heroin chic, we still saw that kind of just build, as well as the gut-brain connection. I think we saw that build, too. And, of course, more rest, less intensity. I think those things were already kind of happening at the end of 2022, which is why I say they just built. I do feel like there was even more conversation around the gut-brain connection, and unfortunately, people taking it into the whole discussion around what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat for that, which is never ideal. But I feel like those things just kind of naturally increased, including within the more rest, less intensity, the whole exercising in sync with your menstrual cycle. That was something in particular that I pinpointed, and I feel like I saw a lot of people doing that this year. Another thing, though, that I think I got spot on is the capsule and timeless wardrobes. I feel like the capsule wardrobe was massive this year. I saw so many people doing capsule wardrobes, and just adding in more pieces to their closet that are more timeless and removing things that are not. And I feel like this kind of goes along with that whole clean girl aesthetic and just that vibe. It, it was very associated with all of that type of stuff. Now, things I don't feel like I necessarily saw really trend and not seeing them trend doesn't mean that they're not popular or they're not important, but I just don't feel like they're as big of a trend is natural health trend. So I said matcha. I don't feel like matcha really trended this year. I kind of feel like it trended the year before. Then I also put mushrooms, which I do think mushrooms mushrooms in multiple facets kind of were trending, but I don't feel like it was a huge trend. I feel like it was just kind of gaining popularity. I actually think we could see that increase even more this year. 
And I also don't really feel like Ayurvedic medicine trended this year in like the westernized wellness cycle. I'm very aware that this comes from a much more deep-seated cultural, you know, practice around Ayurveda. I'm not trying to say that Ayurvedic medicine is not something that people do. I just didn't feel like it trended, which oftentimes is a good thing, guys. I'm, I'm not trying to say it's good or bad. It's just kind of naming them. So those are my trends, and I feel like I was pretty spot on, but as I mentioned, I feel like they were a little safe. So with this year's trends, I really just dove in much further, and now I want to go through those with you guys. I have little categories, so I have general, food, fitness, mental and emotional health, and then kind of random ones, and I'll share some of your guys's, but I have to hear what you guys think are the trends, so please DM me what yours are. To start off, with general because I feel like what well, we need to start off with this because I feel like it shapes the other trend predictions are number one I think we're going to be trend cycling into around the 05 to 10 2000s culture so like 2005 2010 maybe towards the end of the year starting to edge more towards like the 2015 26 Era, 2016 era. But when I think about the 2010s, I just feel like we start to see a little bit of movement away from the more kind of clean girl, layered hair looks, all of that type of stuff, and a little more into some makeup, a little more kind of like a grungy type of look and more excess again, like less so of like the stripping away that came up in the kind of 90s trending of this year and more so of the adding in. So that's just more of a general one that I think we could see happening and that's going to influence fashion. It's going to influence the trend in body cycles, unfortunately. It's going to influence all of those things. Now the other thing that I think is going to be happening generally is very clear differentiation in marketing. And this one is kind of ick. I'm just going to warn you in advance, but I genuinely do think it's going to happen. I feel like because of the current state of our economy and the clear dissonance between classes, we are going to see companies choose extremely clear marketing angles for their product that make it just blatantly obvious that they have no interest in marketing towards the other party. I feel like this is especially exacerbated when marketing to the extreme wealthy, which I think we see a lot in wellness already, but I think we're going to see it more. And just keep those things in mind as I go forward and read off these trends because they influence them in my opinion. So let's now go into my food predictions. Number one, I really think we're going to see a resurgence of soy and soy milk. Obviously, soy milk is soy, but I mean soy-based products like tofu, soy sauce, soy milk. And I think this because of the fact that before we went into the whole milk cycle, right, of trending milks, we were all drinking cow's milk. And the first milk that trended after cow's milk was soy milk. And so I think that now that we're back in this cow's milk era, I actually think we're going to go back into soy milk. And I think that there's going to be a lot of content creators such as myself 
that are debunking information around soy and all the false information that is spread. And more people are going to embrace soy as like a meat-based or not meat-based as a meat-free option and also the soy milk. Now with this, please keep in mind, do whatever you want in terms of drinking your milk. Like if you want to drink cow's milk, drink cow's milk. If you want to drink oat milk, drink oat milk. That's what's so silly to me about these trend predictions is how people in the wellness field, it's like they always make out to make it out to seem like the other options are so bad. And that's just not the case at all. But I do think we're going to see this trend. Now, the next thing that I think is going to trend in food slash supplements is colostrum. And this really leans into the whole marketing to the extreme wealthy thing in a way that almost feels slightly dystopian to me, to be honest. But that's not what we're here to talk about. (laughs) So if you're unsure what colostrum is, it is the first milk that is made by the mammary glands before that milk transitions into breast milk or to whatever milk that the infant feeds off of, depending on the mammal. So for example... A woman, when she very first starts breastfeeding, will have colostrum and it will transition into, in a few days, into breast milk. And this colostrum is super nutrient and mineral dense. And so because of that, I really think we're going to see people using this in supplementation, people drinking this, people buying this type of stuff from moms or from people that can produce milk. And we've already seen some of this supplementation. There is a few companies that do this. I also just want to make note of the fact that it doesn't have to be from humans. It can be from mammals, like cows, I think, will be a big thing for this. And this totally is something that will be marketed towards the super wealthy. Like all the out-of-touch wellness podcasts that you listen to or like celebrity conversations, I think are going to be centered around this supplement this year. And it's going to be a huge thing. The supplementation industry is always super, or just supplement industry is always really interesting because there always seems to be some cycle of something new. And that's many of these trends, right? They're just cycling to something different that is similar, which is in line with my next trend. And that is that I believe there is going to be the carnivore diet turned into only fish. I don't know the right word for that. Fishivore. (laughs) Pescatarian turned extreme. I mean, I don't know what the right word is. Also, please know, if I say it's a trend, that doesn't mean I want it to happen. It's just what I think could happen. So I think we're going to see people consuming basically only fish. I believe this because we are still very attracted to extremes right now as a society. And I think carnivore, not that it's going to come to an end, but I don't think it's going to be as big in the trend cycle anymore. And there's going to have to be something that replaces it. And we've already done the fruitivore thing and we've done the raw vegan thing. And we've done like a lot of the only potato thing. And so I think we're going to see fish potentially go through that that cycle. And to go along with that, I feel like we're going to see a focus on kelp and seaweed, both in supplementation and in consumption. I could see that being something that people will eat along with the fish. So you know how carnivore diet people, they'll eat 
a, a handful of things such as butter and I don't even know all the things they eat. I know they eat butter and they eat meat, mainly red meat. And so I think that the sea kelp could be the supplementation to the fish and the reasoning could be essentially that, you know, it, it comes from the sea and they're probably going to use like, conversations around how, about how there's people in blue zone areas, especially with that documentary, that eat a lot of fish. I can see it. Doesn't mean I want it to happen. I'm just saying I can see it. And the last thing that's in my food predictions is, of course, fear-mongering. And not just fear-mongering in general, but every year we see a new food ingredient category of foods that is really heavily hit by fear-mongering. In the recent years, we've seen gluten, dairy, and then this year it was obviously seed oils. This year, I think it's going to be fiber. And I know that's a weird one, but there's a lot of different types of fiber and there's food that inherently has fiber in it. There are foods that have fiber added to them. And I think that this whole movement around oats not being good for you, which is not true by the way, but oats not being good for you because of the phytic acid. I think that people are going to build off of this and start fiber fear mongering and people are going to get all stressed about the types of fiber that they're eating and it's going to relate to gut health too. Those are my food ones. Let me know what you would add to that as we transition into the fitness ones. And my first fitness one is so random, but I swear I have reasoning for it. So I think there's going to be a resurgence of water aerobics. Hear me out. I think there's going to be this resurgence of them because people don't have as much money to spend on classes. And I also think people don't have as much money to spend on gyms. And I feel like people are going to start to turn back to community. There's, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on too, but, and within community, I feel like they're going to start going back to community spaces. So rec centers, YMCA's, things that are easy to attain and to potentially pay memberships for that aren't so expensive and that have a higher diversity of options. So growing up, our rec center had a rock climbing call. Well, why can I not speak? A rock climbing wall, a place to get, um, to have daycare. It had basketball courts. It had tennis courts. It had a pool. It had a little gym. It had a little track. And also they had classes, like they had water aerobics, or swim lessons, and a lot of those things were at quite a low cost, especially if you compare them to other things. And I also feel like we're going to continue to see the trend of lower impact movement, and that's why I think water aerobics is going to increase for, well, in general, but especially for that population that may be trying to reduce expensive expenses. And simultaneously, as we see the rise of the ultra-wealthy, We'll see the rise of people having things like pools and stuff in their backyard and having more people come to their house to train them instead of going to gyms. And therefore, they're going to do things like water aerobics and water classes. If this comes true, I'm going to feel so smart. <laughs> if it doesn't, I'm going to be like, okay, maybe I took it a little too far with the recommendations. 
But as I already kind of mentioned too, my other fitness prediction to go along with that is a downturn in studio classes. I think we're already seeing this, but earlier in the year we saw a real increase in studio classes with the Pilates movement because like reformer Pilates, you obviously have to go to a class unless you have a reformer machine. But I feel like we've already seen a shift towards less classes and more people working out from home or finding more accessible ways of working out. And I think that we're going to see those start to decrease. Those are my only two fitness ones. Sorry, I hit my, my headphones because I got too excited talking with my hands. And now we'll transition into the mental and emotional health ones. And these ones I feel pretty good about. And I would be actually excited to see all of these things coming into practice. So the first thing is I think that we're going to see trends and talking about an unregulated nervous system. Now I know that this isn't a new con like concept and I know that this is already talked about some, but I feel like this year there was just a lot of discussion around kind of mental health things and gut brain connection and all that type of stuff and even trauma and how trauma affects us. But I feel like this next year, we're going to talk about how an unregulated nervous system really affects your body and your mind and your actions and have an increased awareness around this. And to go along with this, I believe we're going to see an increase in somatic work. So working on your emotions, working on how your emotions are stored in the body, going through some of those kind of somatic exercises to help people get back in tune with their body and process their emotions in their body. This is a big thing that comes up in Live Unrestricted because a lot of people in Live Unrestricted are super self-aware, extremely smart, very intellectual, but they can intellectualize their emotions to the point where to the point where they don't feel them and they don't allow themselves to go through the emotional cycle. I know I did this, like they won't allow themselves to cry or to really feel it. They're always trying to make sense of it. And that can be something that makes it really hard to actually work through the experience, especially when you're talking about healing a relationship with food and body image and all of that stuff. And I think we're going to see a real increase in both of these things along with then the supportive mechanisms to help with this, such as meditation, journaling, easily accessible apps that bring this type of information, and more. I also think that along with this emotional work, people are going to start disconnecting from social media that doesn't serve them more and more and more. And in place of that, search for communities that are discussing topics that feel really like close to home for them. So for example, I think we're going to see people that are getting interested in this type of nervous system work or somatic work, and they're going to try to find community groups that are at a low cost that they can join to discuss this stuff with like-minded people. Because I just feel like the nature of Instagram right now is often so negative. It's just every post I'll see, especially in reels, if I'm scrolling through it, it's just so hateful and angry. And I think people don't really feel like social media is a safe space to express their viewpoints anymore without getting ridiculed because content that like the content that they share can get on anybody's for you page that may not be their audience. 
which yes, can help with virality, but doesn't necessarily help with a sense of community that Instagram and other places used to be. And like TikTok to me doesn't really feel like as much like a community. It seems like more of a consumption app where you get stuff from anyone. You know how Instagram at its start was you know, you really only saw your followers. Like, you didn't see other people. I mean, take it back to the very beginning. We had, like, a popular page, remember? And it was just, like, celebrities. Or you could see the actions that other people were doing online. And although that seems weird, I think that people are craving that connection in that community. Again, going back to that kind of 2005, 2010, when some of this stuff started to come out, I think people miss that community aspect. I think people are lonelier than ever, despite having all these opportunities, quote unquote, to connect online. And people are going to start searching for this. But at first, I don't think people are going to be searching for this in live settings, such as with other people, either because they don't have people in their area that really resonate with that same mindset, or they can't find it, or they have mental health challenges that they're experiencing that make it hard to be in person, or they can't afford to like fly to a retreat where people have the same mindset. And so because of that, they're first going to search online so that they can find people that resonate with them no matter where they're at. And for this reason, well, not just for this reason, but because I've been sensing this and wanting this even myself, that is a big focus for my team this year is coming out with a community group for people that resonate with the non-diet mindset and want to live an unrestricted life, but they just want to be able to talk to people that are like-minded. They want to have that virtual live connection. They want to have a community they can discuss, but they also need it to be low cost because of the fact that, you know, the economy is what it is and they want it to just be like a no-brainer. So, that's a, a big focus for us in this next year. I'm so excited about it. We're already doing some market research and putting together some pieces of this. So if this sounds interesting to you, please shoot me a DM. I would love to hear any of the thoughts that you have or things that you'd be looking for. I guess I could also leave the link to market research within the show notes. So I'll do that if you'd like to give any, any research on that. Well, I talked about that for a long time. So let's transition into my last category, which is the random category, because I I couldn't figure out where to place these things. First one, expansion of athletic greens. I don't know what they're going to expand into, but I feel like they're going to expand from just having one product into a new product. Right now, they just have their greens powder or their mini packets of greens powder, but I see a new product coming. One of you guys in my comments on Instagram or in my question box on Instagram put in that you'll be able to inject athletic greens into your veins obviously jokingly, but I could literally see them doing something like that, like an injection or a drip or something along those lines. I could see it. The second thing is I feel like girl boss culture is coming back. This time period is on the precipice of when girl boss culture really started, which also just thinking about if these things come true and then in around 2026, the whole 2015 time period is trending. I feel like all of us are going to be thriving during that time. Like 2015 was such a time. But regardless, um, I think towards the end of the year, we're going to see girl boss culture coming back. And I don't even know exactly what it's going to look like. 
I just have this sneaking suspicion, but I feel like it's gonna be a little more tapped in girl boss culture. I feel like before it was just girl boss culture, grind, 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 grind. But this time I feel like it's just women more so like empowering themselves to do what they really wanna do, but not in the very like capitalism type of way that it feels like it's being done now. I mean, obviously that's a whole separate conversation, but I'm just saying, I think that people are going to tune back into themselves and kind of girl boss their way through whatever they want to do. And that connects to my very last one, which is human design becoming a, a trend this year. At some point, I feel like people are going to start talking about human design a lot. I feel like last year and like the beginning of this year, it was the Enneagram. And then I feel like astrology was pretty big this year. I mean, astrology is always big, but I feel like more people than usual got into astrology. It was talked about more in the mainstream media, especially breaking it down into not just your sun sign, but like your moon sign and your rising sign. And I think human design is a natural next step to that because of the fact that human design is like an accumulation of all of the things. So those are my 2024 trend predictions. I can't wait to come back next year and talk about them with you guys. I just... I know I said this at the beginning, but I have so much fun with these episodes. <laughs> so I hope that you guys enjoy them too. And it's not just me having a great old time with myself. Um, I can't wait to chat with you guys in 2024. And I can't wait for everything that is to come with this new year. And hopefully some of these don't happen. Honestly, I would love if we did not have a version of carnivore, but only fish. <laughs> Or I would love if colostrum did not become this huge thing that people were paying hundreds of dollars for. But we'll see, right? I can't wait to chat with you guys again here soon. I think I've already said that. The only other things is all the links that you may need would be in the show notes. And I'm having a brain fart. So I'm going to stop this. Oh, if you like this, feel free to rate or review. But regardless, thank you for being here. And I'll see you guys soon.